You're listening to the message podcast of High Ridge Church Longview, where our vision is to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and ultimately make a difference. We are so glad that you're here, and we pray that this message impacts your life as you apply the spiritual truths from God's Word in practical ways. Let's listen in. So good to be here. I so appreciate our pastor. He's such a great leader and so kind that he offers opportunities for me to share from time to time. And that he trusts me to do that is a big deal, and I do not take that lightly. I so appreciate him. We are very fortunate, very fortunate people. We really are. We're so glad that you managed to make it today because I don't know about you, but I had to pause this morning and uh, mourn the hour that was taken from me. Just, I don't like it. And you know, they're now discussing legislation that might mean they never give it back. It just, it just stays like this now. We lose that hour forever. It's terrible. Time bandits. It's not good. <laughs> Maybe we should just pause. Maybe you're at home watching this online and you just kind of rub your eyes. Well, let me just say this. How many of you thought you were showing up for first service? <laughs> Welcome to second service. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, I want to bring a message today that has a title... It's a phrase that I have, I have used in, in my own life for many years. And I want to share this message titled, When the Spotlight Hits You, Be Dancing. When the Spotlight Hits You, Be Dancing. And some of you are saying like, what, what are you talking about? I, it makes no sense to me. Well, let me just give it to you this way. We live in a culture that is highlight driven. Our social media, everything has trained us, our culture, to think that life is supposed to be a continual stream of highlights. Yeah. How many of you have figured it out that that's not true? <laughs> life is not a string of highlights. We do have highlights. But, and they do happen, but that's not where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. That is not what's real life. And what we forget is what made the highlight possible was everything we were doing before. In between the highlights. So regardless of what season you might be in, you might be saying this season is the worst. This is no highlight season for me. I get it. But that doesn't mean that this season doesn't have value for you, because it does. And so I want to just share with you some things this morning. We're going to read the scripture here in a moment, um, the story of David. Typically, if, I, if we mention David, if you grew up in church or been around church at all, you probably immediately start thinking about some of David's highlights. We think about Goliath, Right? Is that the first thing that came to your mind? It's usually one of the first things that comes to mind, Goliath. Uh, and that's, a, that's just a huge highlight. But much like our sports heroes and our music heroes and all that, what we do not understand is that we're enjoying this performance up here, but we don't see all the hours that no one else sees. It's all the things that are happening that no one sees that enables them to step up in that moment and do what they do. We like what they do. We just don't want to do what it took to get to what they do. Right? So um, I want to just share with you, first of all, the scripture. And, and I'll tell you what follows it. This is actually happens just a chapter before 
David faces Goliath, okay? So here's what the scripture says, 1 Samuel 16, verses 11 through 12. And Samuel said to Jesse, that's David's father, are all the young men here? This is a great question. The reason he's asking the question is because Samuel the prophet has shown up with directions from the Lord to anoint a new king. Saul has disobeyed. God has lifted the anointing off of him, and he's now sending the prophet to choose and to anoint the new king. He show, and he's told, go to Jesse's house. It, it's among his sons is the, is the new king. So he goes, Jesse brings all of his sons except one. That's a whole study in and of itself uh, about that. But if you think that God doesn't use people who might have some rejection issues, <laughs> you're wrong. Just read the Bible. Just read the Bible. And so here's David. He's been left out of this. He's out in the fields watching sheep. Have you ever watched sheep? I don't mean like cared for. I mean like they're boring. Sheep don't do a whole lot of interesting things, right? They, they just don't. But here's David. He's out. So here's what the prophet says. Are there all the young men here? Then he said, there remains yet the youngest. And there he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him. For we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. It's almost like Samuel had to use a little leverage for Jesse to even bring David to the forefront. So he went and brought him in. It says he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray today that the Holy Spirit would be our guide, our teacher. He will help us to see and understand what your word has for us so that this time we spend together today is beneficial. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Turn to somebody next to you and say, I hope this gets better. (laughs) Hey, here's the the reality. I want to throw out some mindsets that I think get in our way. You know, there are four things we want for you here at High Ridge. We want you to know God. We want you to uh, find freedom. We want you to discover purpose, ultimately so that you can make a difference in your world, right? So I want to give you three mindsets that get in the way of our ability to make a difference. Okay, you ready? Here's the first one. When we want the performance without the preparation. I want to be in the limelight. I like the spotlight. I just don't want to do all that other stuff. Well, guess what? If you wind up in the spotlight and you haven't done all that other stuff, this is what it's going to look like. Deer in the headlights. That's what it's going to look like. Because you have nothing to do. You have nothing to say. You have nothing to bring. I can remember it now. There there are a lot of stuff you you guys don't know about me. Um, And I ain't telling you many of them. I'll just just say it. But one of of the things is is that I'm a musician. I played... A guitar. I played acoustic and electric guitar. I led worship for many, many years. I was a worship pastor as well, and, and written songs, recorded albums, done that stuff. But the moment I felt like that was going to be something I needed to do, I did something very, very important. I bought a guitar. 
And then I followed it with something very important. I learned to play it. And then I did another thing. I learned to play it, and it sounded like an actual song. And then I learned how to sing that song and play it at the same time. And not as easy as you think. Pastor Chris makes it look really easy, but it's not always easy. And you find that you may not be as coordinated as you think you are. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because before I could ever be effective at leading others into worship by leading with my guitar, there was work to be done before I ever hit the stage. I, I had to prepare. I had to learn some stuff. I had to figure some things out, and I had to get some level of proficiency going. Other, otherwise, I was going to be a distraction rather than a benefit. And that's important. When we want the performance, it's easy to see the people on the platform. It's easy to see the people uh, who are on the sports field and the sports courts out there and look at them and go, I want that, I want that. But you, there are hours and hours and days and days that you never see that create the highlight reel that's entertaining you. And so I want to kind of dispel that. I want us to, to get out of this mindset a little bit. Here's a second mindset that's a problem. When we expect the results without the requirements. Well, just give me the title. Give me the position. You don't meet the requirements. Well, I, just call me pastor. I can be a pastor. Well, sure you can. Maybe. But it doesn't mean we just give you a title. Well, I want to be... my. My, grand, my grandkids came along and my wife and my daughter and son, they were asking, what, what do you want your uh, grandfather name to be? What do you want to be called? And I said, well, my first preference would be the illustrious potentate. <laughs> and that didn't stick, <laughs> as you can imagine. Uh, just because you pick a title or want one doesn't mean you fulfill the requirements and it's important. There are steps, there are reasons and it's important that we recognize if we have that mentality, it's going to limit us. Here's the third one. When we feel like a failure, if we don't experience what we expected. I wanted the limelight. I wanted this moment. I got up there, but I wasn't prepared and it didn't go well. And now I'm a failure. These are mindsets that get in the way. They hinder us from making a difference and an impact in the world where the Lord put us. What's really interesting is to understand that it was in the fields tending sheep that David was actually being prepared to become the king over Israel. In fact, the psalmist later says that David was a good shepherd over the people of God and his integrity of heart and the skill of his hands, he led them well. Where did he learn all that? Watching sheep. There are a lot of things that happened while David was watching sheep. The sheep were boring, but the predators weren't. <laughs> the predators weren't. Apparently, sheep are good to eat. And so the predators would show up. But what's important to recognize is that when David showed up to face Goliath, he was simply obeying his father and serving his brothers. David didn't show up because he heard there was a giant. He didn't know there was a giant. David 
shows up on that battlefield because his father says, I want you to take this grain, I want you to take this bread and this cheese and go check on your brothers and make sure they're good. He was basically making a Domino's run. <laughs> Nobody? Seriously? <laughs> Grain, bread, cheese. Come on, people. It's pizza. So anyway, he's, that's all he was doing. And when he gets there, that's when the spotlight hits. And when he says, I'll do this, I'll go up against him, Saul tries to talk him out of it. He says, you're too young, you don't have any experience. But you know what? David had learned some things. He had learned some things. And it's important. So in between matters. Let me put it to you this way. With God, there are no wasted days, seasons, or experiences. He uses them all. You may not like your season. It might not be your favorite season. But God will use it. God will use it. Let me give you three things that we can do in between. I could have named this in between your highlight reels or something like, I don't know. But I didn't. But here's three things we can do in the meantime. That prepares us, helps us make a difference. When that moment does come that we're able to make an impact. Here's the first one. Develop your devotional life. I know it sounds really simple, and we hear it thrown around in church a lot, but it's an intentional act that we need to make. Many of the Psalms, the seedbed for many of the Psalms were those countless hours with a harp out watching sheep. In that place where he was by himself, he learned how to worship God. He learned how to connect with God. He learned how to listen and be led by God in his life. It's important that we get intentional about this, that we make the choice. I, you know what? Whatever else is going on in this season, I can develop my devotional life. I can go deeper. I can get closer. I can learn more about who God is. This is significant because when David wound up before Saul, and Saul's trying to talk him out of this, he brings up something very important. David says, hey, while I was out watching sheep, a lion showed up, and a bear showed up, and God was with me. So much so that it says, the scripture is really amazing when you read it, that it says when he would take the lamb out of the mouth of the lion and the bear. That's where the teeth are, by the way. So, I mean, he's getting up close and personal, and he reaches and he grabs the lamb, puts the lamb aside, says he grabbed it by its beard, struck it, and it died. He's a dude. Just saying. Guy's a dude. His confidence that God would be with him when he faced the lion, that God would be with him when he faced the bear, were born out of his relational development, closeness, and intimacy with God when other things weren't happening. And he was able to say, just as God was with me when the lion came and when the bear came, he'll be with me today as I face this Philistine. Interesting. It was what he did in the meantime, that prepared him 
for that highlight reel that we talk about and one of our stories that we enjoy. And it's important we see that and that we get intentional. Let me put it this way. Learning to worship and grow in our relationship with God is foundational for fulfilling His purpose for our lives. We have to learn that foundation so significant that relational connection with God. When we're talking about worshiping, we're not just talking about having music playing in the background. We're not just talking about singing choruses. We're talking about actually becoming aware that God is with us and we express to Him how grateful we are for who He is, what He's doing, and what He's going to do. That we learn to connect. This is an important thing, guys. It's important that we learn. In fact, let me put it to you this way. Depending on God... And trusting Him in extraordinary moments is easier when we have cultivated our dependence and trust in the ordinary. When we develop our dependence and our trust in the everyday things of life, when those big moments hit, we're ready. We're ready. When that spotlight hits us, we're already dancing. We're already dancing. It's a big deal. Number two that we can be doing right now. Second thing. We can embrace the present season. Now we struggle with this. We struggle with this if we don't like the season. We want to fast forward. We want to skip ahead. We're just wanting it to be over with. We develop a mindset of like, I can't, I'm going to hunker down and just hope this blows over. But here is the problem with that. If we do that, we won't learn anything. We won't benefit in any way. In fact, when people say to me, Bill, I'm in a really hard, hard place. I'm, I'm hurting. My usual response is, well, don't waste it. Don't waste it. Find something that you can look back on and say, that was hard, but I learned this. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> I don't want to do it again, but I, I have value. I grew. I, I, I learned stuff. I learned stuff about God. I learned stuff about me. Don't waste any season. I put it down this way. If we daydream away the present, hoping for a future of effectiveness, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. Effectiveness in the future is only going to exist if you embrace the present. If you learn what can be learned now, if you embrace what purpose is being served in this season, it's important to do it. When I say embrace it, I don't mean you have to like it. I have a lot of seasons. I didn't like them at all. In fact, I protested a little bit. Don't look at me that way. You do it all the time. We just say, I'll do it. But I don't want to do it. But I learned, here's the thing that I figured out. I got tired of repeating classes. Have you ever been in a season and go, I think I've been here before? It's like some kind of weird deja vu. And we're like, why does this keep happening to me? Who's making this happen? You are. You are. You're bringing it with you. 
Why is this stuff so heavy that I'm dragging? Because you haven't unpacked anything. There's, there's stuff you don't need, right? What's the benefit of embracing the season? David embraced his season of being a shepherd, and he learned, and he benefited, and he grew, and it became something so powerful that season translated to his season as a king. What is your season training you for right now? You may just look at it as a hard season or just a blah season or nothing significant season, but I promise you it's a training ground. I promise you it's a classroom. I made a choice uh, as a relatively young guy, I made a choice that I didn't want to repeat classes. So when I started going through seasons, and it, especially if it was challenging or I wasn't comfortable, I began to ask the Lord, what are you teaching me? What do you, what do you want me to learn in this? What, what are the lessons? Where are the lessons that I can take something out of this? If I've got to go through it, I want to at least benefit from it. If you're in a hard place, don't waste it. There's something to be learned. There's something to be gained that will enable you going down the road. If nothing else, if nothing else, it gives you the ability to comfort someone else when they go through the same thing. And you can say, I went through that too. I understand. And God was with me and he's with you. So it's important. Learn the lessons. And I just state it this way. Only by embracing the present can we benefit from the lessons and growth opportunities that it offers. And here's a third thing we can do right now. The first is that we want to develop our devotional life. We can do that right now. In the meantime, it doesn't have to be a highlight moment. We can embrace our present season. That's important. Here's a third one. Be faithful in obscurity. Be faithful. Learn to be faithful. Learn to obey. Learn to do what God is asking you to do, whether anyone knows about it or not. David was not being observed watching the sheep. But he was faithful. He was faithful. They weren't even his sheep. They were his father's sheep. Yet he was out there making sure they were safe, making sure they were fed, and making sure they were taken care of. It was in the place where no one was watching except God. You may be in a place today where no one is watching except God. Learn to be faithful. Let faithfulness develop character and growth and the habits necessary to obey and follow the Lord. It's in the small, unnoticed things that we do that sets patterns for us in our decision-making and how we live. I put it this way. Faithfulness opens the door for increase. It sets the necessary habits and disciplines that allow us to have a greater impact. Some years ago, back in 2017, I think I mentioned this when I spoke last, not that anybody remembers. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> expecting that. Uh, no expectations uh, that you would remember that I had been a part of a massive reduction in force. Uh, and I had been a, a pastor for 35 years and it, it was definitely a change of season and I had to make some decisions. And that's when I started my company. I have a company. I told you the things about me you don't know. 
I, I actually have a company called the Strongbridge Group. I started it to help leaders and to work with leaders and, and teams and organizations and businesses to help them navigate challenging seasons and help them through transitional moments and as well as help them become more transformational in their leadership style. Not, you don't care about that, I know. But here's what was important. I started it and I didn't have any clients. But what I did have was a desire to draw from my experience, to draw from my understanding of scriptural truths and principles, to draw from those things and put together some tools that could actually benefit people. And when I got clients, I had something to say. Sometimes people ask me, Bill, what's, the, what's one of the keys to being a good, a good speaker? And I'm like, well, if you... Have something to say. That's, that's number one. Have something to say. If you don't have something to say, do us all a favor and just be quiet. Be quiet. Someone asked one of my professors, how many points should a good message have, a good sermon? He said, at least one. No, no sermon should be pointless. I think we've all heard some, though, that might fall in that category. I don't know. But what was I doing? I was developing. I took advantage of the moment. No one was seeing it. No one knew what I was doing. But when the spotlight hit, I was already dancing. Already dancing. Faithfulness opens the door for increase. It's a big deal. I want to give you some practical steps today that you can take with you. They're very simple. But here's the thing. Zechariah tells us when Zerubbabel, great names, right? Zechariah, Zerubbabel. I say them sometimes just so you know I can. Uh, but <laughs> Zerubbabel was beginning to lay the foundation for the new temple. And people were grumbling and they thought this will never happen. This is never going to get done. And that's where we get the scripture that says, do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Wow. You may think these are small steps, but I'm going to tell you right now, don't despise small steps, small beginnings. The Lord rejoices to see the work begin. All right? So here's the first one. Make time for spiritual growth. Just make time. Me personally, I put it on my calendar. I do. It's on my calendar. I set that time aside. Now, Pastor Doug, our executive pastor here, he and I like to get together. We meet usually once a week or so. And, but when I first moved here, he wanted to do these really ungodly early morning meetings. <laughs> like 7.30 breakfasts. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. He's busy. He's a busy guy. I, I get it. So I just implored him. I said, you realize if I agree to a 7.30 meeting, I'm getting up at 4.30. And he said, why were you doing that? Because I have a set time that I will not sacrifice. So if you love me, you'll meet me at noon. <laughs> Trust me, you want me to spend time with the Lord. And so I have developed time where I'm not just checking off a list. I read that, I read this, I read that, I prayed that. It's not that. I'm actually spending time in prayer. Prayer is not a monologue, people. It's a dialogue. I tell God what I'm thinking, and I listen to hear what he's thinking. 
It's, it's that type of relationship. So make time for it. If necessary, just put it on the calendar. And you know what happens? Sometimes life happens and I miss my appointment. You know what I do? I reschedule it immediately. Because it's important. Trust me, it's important for you that I have time with God. It's not safe. It wouldn't be safe if I don't spend time with the Lord every day. Number two, express gratefulness in this season. Find one thing. One thing that you can be grateful for each day and express it to the Lord throughout the day. Doesn't have to be five things. It doesn't have to be 10 things. Just one. Find one thing. Is this practical enough? Number three, make a choice to do the right thing even if no one notices. Follow the leading of the Lord and obey, do what you know to be right, whether anyone notices or acknowledges it at all. It's important. Trust me, there are highlights coming. But whether or not you are dancing when that spotlight hits you or just staring like a deer caught in the headlights is going to be based upon whether you're doing these three things we've talked about this morning in the meantime. It's not wasted time. It's important time. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father, I want to pray this morning for all of us. Help us deal with our highlight real mindsets and recognize that the highlights are only possible because of the everyday routines and the things that you ask of us that we grow and that we prepare. Lord, I just ask today that all of my friends here and online, that they be encouraged today that regardless of their season, it's valuable. That regardless of what they may be facing, there is value. It may not feel like a highlight moment, but it's a significant moment. Opportunities for us to learn and grow and be prepared to make a difference. We don't know when the spotlight's coming. So we give ourselves, Lord, to making the most of every day. We receive that in Jesus' name. With your head still bowed and your eyes closed, if you might be here or listening online and say, Bill, I, I, don't, I can't develop something I don't have. I don't know that I have a relationship with God like you're talking about. Maybe you grew up in church. Maybe you know about church and familiar with religion, but you don't have a personal relationship with God that you can develop. Then I want to help you today. And if you're willing, if that's your heart's desire to have that kind of relationship I've been describing, then you can have it. If you just pray this prayer with me, just a simple prayer. Uh, it's not magic. It's not a magic formula. It's just simply this. If you, if you pray this prayer with me, and mean it from your heart and you believe it, then your life will be different. This will be a moment you'll look back on and recall. So just pray with me this prayer if that's who you are right now, here in the room or watching online. Lord Jesus, I believe you are who you say you are and who the Bible says you are. I believe you came to this earth lived a sinless life, 
that you died on a cross for the sins of this world, including mine, and you rose again, conquering death, so that I could have new life. I ask you, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life, become my Lord, and I will follow you all the days you allow me to live. In Jesus' name. With heads still bowed and eyes still closed here in this room, if you prayed that prayer and you, you believed it and you meant it, and you asked the Lord to do that very thing in your life today, would you mind just lifting your hand wherever you might be just so I can see no one else is looking? Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. I want to just say, first of all, how proud of you I am. What a great moment in your life right now. What a tremendous beginning. And we want to help you with next steps. If you prayed that prayer watching us online or here in the room today, just would you text us? Would you just text the words, I prayed, all one word, I prayed to 844-HRC-TEXT. We have some resources that we would love to get to you that we can send you once you text us that tell you and help you understand what just happened in your heart as well as what next steps should follow. That's wonderful. Highridge family, would you look up here and let's stand together. I just want to say how wonderful it is to have the opportunity to speak to you, to share some things with you. You're great people. You listen real good. You listen real good. I appreciate you. We want to ask our elders and their wives to come forward and they're going to be available here to pray for any need that you might have. And also, I just want to remind you that at the end of third service today, baptism. Going to be awesome. Yeah, let's thank the Lord for that. I think there are nine. Are there nine? Eleven. That's a, oh, that's awesome. Eleven people that are going to be baptized today. And if you, if you prayed today and you didn't come ready, there's still, it's all right. We got stuff for you. We can help you. Uh, and you can get involved in that today. So you, maybe you want to go grab a bite and come back and watch. It's fun to celebrate the decisions that people made to follow Jesus. So let me, let me just speak a blessing over you, pray over you, and we're going to be dismissed. Father, thank you for every family, every household represented here in this room and watching online. Lord, we speak blessing and we thank you, God, that every moment matters. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and strengthened by the message. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you want to be a part of our online community, connect with us through Facebook or Instagram with the handle at HighRidgeLV, or you can check out our website at HighRidgeLV.com. Lastly, if this ministry has impacted your life and you'd like to support its work, visit HighRidgeLV.com give. We appreciate your support and we're believing with you today for God's best in your life. Have an incredible week and we will see you next time.